This is the Family Culture Project, episode 28. How to set yourself up for success in the culture-making process with guest, Carrie Bailey. We're Carl and Kimberly Amici, and we're here to help you to live a life of purpose with the ones you love. And become the family you are meant to be. If you've been with us for a bit now, you know that if you want to change your family, you'll have to change your culture. But did you know that when you make those changes is just as important as the changes that you make? Today, we'll be talking about the rhythms of our day, week, month, and year that will set us up for success when building family culture. So Kim, I know you did this um, interview with Carrie, but and I know the thing that I like about Carrie Bailey is the fact that you've been working with her for the last couple years. And I think she's taught you a lot and there's a lot you've benefited from her advice as well as our family has benefited from her her advice. Um, What has been most beneficial as it relates to building family culture for us in your mind? So Carrie has been my life coach for the last couple years. And when we first started working together, I think one of the most profound things that I took away from our time together was absolutely determining my values and determining my non-negotiables. But I think more important than that was figuring out how to use my time. So we went through an exercise called pocket time or time blocking. And what I did was I went through all the things that I needed to get done in a day. And I took all of my non-negotiables and I literally wrote them out and gave them blocks of time on my calendar for the week. And it was one of those things where I quickly saw that the things that I was doing, that I either had room for them or I didn't have room for them, I immediately saw that it wouldn't be possible to make the changes I wanted to make unless I was willing to eliminate some things. I can't just keep adding things to my plate. And it also showed me that there are pockets of my time that were wasted. And so that was a big shift for me because I just thought, that I just needed to do more, that I needed to be more, that I needed to perform more and to have the life that I wanted to have. And that was absolutely not true. And so I was able to start saying no to things, but really more than that was just have a realistic expectation of what it was going to take to put practices in place that would change my day and would change my family. Did you, um, did you, did you take any specific tricks that she taught you and, and taught the kids with it? Well, there weren't necessarily, it wasn't necessarily about her teaching me. So when a life, when you work with a life coach, it's really all about them coming alongside of you and discovering what it is that you need to do for yourself. I mean, she certainly was able to say things like, you say that you want to have one-on-one time with your kids, but where is it in your calendar? So it's more of her examining with me the things that I wanted to accomplish and then throwing it back to me and challenging me to figure out what it meant for me to incorporate those in our lives. And so a lot of those things that I said, so so a big part of family culture is your non-negotiables. And so a lot of my non-negotiables included the people in my life. It included spending time with you, but at the time it wasn't showing up in my calendar. Um, it wasn't happening. And it was because I didn't put it in my calendar and make it a priority. I wanted to spend more time connecting one-on-one with my kids because that was, I was, I, I felt strongly that that was something that we needed to do as a family 
but yet I had no plan for it. Yeah, no, that's perfect because I think when we talk to our listeners about values and using those as your guide to your calendar, mm-hmm. um, that's where a lot of that ties in because if if you're not it, it <clears throat> having a strong set of values and core beliefs and following those and making sure that you're using that to guide your yeses and your noes to the things that come up, mm-hmm. um, help you live that life of purpose that you really want for your family. So I, I think it really ties a lot into that. Mm-hmm. And I think too, one of the things that we worked out um, was not just how I was using my time, but what time was I using? And so one thing that she's going to talk about in the interview is the certain times of year are just crazy and they're busy. And to have sort of an expectation to change your life and to change your family in the busiest season of the year, during the holidays, during a life transition, it's not going to work. So she definitely helped me to say, okay, is this right? Is this the right time to implement this particular change? Is this the right time to eliminate this? And so I really had to do some thought and really examine my life and examine myself and make decisions around timing. And I would say one thing that we didn't cover in the interview, but I think is really important when you're trying to set yourself up for success or implement changes into your family's culture or, you know, create initiatives that you want to see show up in your life is that um, just like different times of year, there's better things, better times to do things. There are better times to do things within your day. So if there's new habits that you want to create, when are you at your best? If I want to start writing more, it's I know because I know myself, it's not in the evenings. It's in the mornings when I have, when I'm my best self. And then if I want to check my emails in the evening when I don't have to be as fully engaged, maybe that's the best time to implement that habit and, and to identify those sort of areas. Yeah, no, she, I, she in, in the interview, she did bring up a point where she was trying something, this 30-day plan, very hard for her to mm-hmm. do. But she did it in a time that she knew she was set up more for success rather than failure. Mm-hmm. Um, and this happened to do with you know, uh, a dieting, well, I don't want to call it a dieting plan, like a 30-day type Cold of challenge, 30, yeah. Cold 30. And um, you don't really do that over Thanksgiving yeah. and Christmas with mm-hmm. all the family gatherings, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, you, but you do it at a time where it might not be perfect, but it's, mm-hmm. it's it's setting you up for success. The one thing that I was thinking of too when she was talking about her setting yourself up for a success is that when we started running together in the mornings, we started in the spring after daylight saving times when it was light in the morning because we both don't like the night we don't both don't like the dark um we were running outside in the mornings when it was light in the morning and then it was warm in the morning because think about if we started in the winter Mm -hmm. when we both when it's cold we usually sleep later and we don't feel like getting out of bed because it's cold um we would have been set up for a failure right there, you know, just to kind of get started with it. Whereas we start it in the spring. So by the time the winter comes, you're already in that routine. I don't know. So that's that's what I thought about. Mm-hmm. So I think that what you'll get from this interview is the importance of choosing the right time to start implementing what's important to you. Because then what it does is it sets you up for success. And the reason why it sets you up for success is because it allows you to be consistent. And when you can get that consistency going in the beginning, the momentum's going to take you into a thriving culture. Absolutely. Consistency is um, the key. The key. It's not about perfect. 
<laughs> it's about purpose, right? And it's consistent purpose. You, you're not going to get it right all the time. Do you want to know what your loved ones really think of you? A family retreat is a fun way to connect with one another and get honest feedback on how you are doing as a family. Our family retreat is one of the things that we look forward to each year. Be sure to type in the, T-H-E, familycultureproject.com forward slash shop to get your copy. Today, I'm speaking with Carrie Bailey. Carrie is a life coach, speaker, and retreat organizer who's committed to supporting women with a desire to satisfy their cravings for an abundant life. She's the founder of With Joy Studios. I'm so thrilled to have you on this podcast. Um, you are one of the people that have got me here to work on the Family Culture Project. Um, we coach together for um, at least two years, and I still think I have a few sessions that I need to schedule with you um, <laughs> to give you my updates and to, and to talk to you about next steps for me and for us. But um, yeah, you work as a life coach. and. Um, I'm so thankful for your part in my life, and I am excited about the work that you're doing with lots of people. So to have you Thank on the show is an absolute honor. Thanks. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. So as a life coach, people come to you and they say that they have an obstacle that they're facing or that there's something in their life that they want to change, or, and you help them walk through steps. Um, you help your clients establish what's important to them, and you help them put together a plan, but you also address the when of those changes and not just the what of the changes that they are, that are taking place in their life. And that's why I brought you here today. Cause I wanted you to walk us through our listeners through, you know, changes that we want to make when, you know, should we start today or do we wait or do we all that good stuff? So um, yeah. tell us more about that. Yeah. So I, there are a lot of practicals to that, to the answer to that question, mm -hmm. but I would also say, um, that we have to make sure we recognize the power of the Holy Spirit in the answer mm -hmm. to that question. And so that's what's really important to me with my one-on-one -on -one client work. And as you know, like we always invite the Holy Spirit into the conversation um, and we trust that the Holy Spirit is going to guide. Like when is the time for the what? Mm -hmm. You know, all of those kinds of answers. And so when I'm listening to a client and they're saying, oh, I'm so exhausted and my house is a mess and I can't figure out where to fit in, you know, this and this and this and this. Um, I'm listening to all of that, but I'm also listening to the undertones of what is the mindset that's happening as well. So are they telling themselves a lie? Um, are they hearing a lie about what's enough? What are realistic expectations? Um, are they control people rather than releasing control to like this? There's, there's so many just sort of um, webs that we weave and listening to all of that and saying for some personalities, we have to tackle the sense of order, like the tangible sense of order around their house or their schedule first um, before we can tackle the mindset kind of work or some personalities need to tackle the mindset work in order to be able to have space to tackle the tangibles of creating order in their home. And so some of it is just understanding. And if I know people's Myers-Briggs or I know their Enneagrams or I know they're leading from their strengths or any of those kinds of things, that helps give me a glimpse into kind of what path to set a person. Um, but also I can, I can just trust and discern that the Holy Spirit is guiding me in the, the right direction for a person. Mm -hmm. um, so it is, you know, multi-layered. Uh, 
options to that, that answer to that question. <laughs> so there are various times of the year that are crazy. I mean, we have rhythms and, and seasons that we go through. Um, so give us some of the examples of those times of years that get crazy. And then also sure. talk to us about life transitions that are crazy that we need to be mindful of when we're making these sort of changes. Yes. So I definitely designate November through December as just bona fide crazy seasons. Mm -hmm. um, and then also I've learned, I, I recently in the last two years, I've become a part-time teacher at my kid's school. I teach art. And I have learned that August, at least for us, because that's when our kids go back to school, August and then May when they get out of school, those are now, they are now in my bucket of crazy. Um, <laughs> but it is just going to be like a rapid, I am moving at a rapid pace um, mm -hmm. during those seasons, those months. Um, but then I would also say life transitions, uh, any sort of job change a birth of a new, you know, a new person into your home. But I would also put a puppy into that category. Oh, we, yeah. <laughs> we added a puppy to our family this summer. And it's, it like did away with my summer that I had planned in my brain. Like I thought, oh, I'm going to have this lovely summer. And then it was like, oh no, I'm a new mom again. Oh, I'm yes. getting up at crazy hours. Um, I would say, you know, a death um, inside of your family. And then, um, you know, kind of if, if you take out the months, the start and the end of, of a school year, mm -hmm. um, that's what I put in those uh, transitions. And I just always think like, don't add to the crazy. If you know this is already crazy, then why would you add to it? Why would you set yourself up uh, for anything more to go wrong <laughs> than yeah. can, can already go wrong? Uh, and so really kind of establishing and in the work that you do, Kimberly, with the Family Culture Project, like really understanding, okay, during these seasons, we are going to bear down hard on our family non-negotiables. Like we mm -hmm. are really going to stick to our yeses and our noes. There might be other times where you can kind of waver or, you know, make fly decisions. But during this time, like we're going to understand we say yes to these things during December, but we say no to these things during December. Um, so just really knowing like, okay, during these seasons or during these transitions, it's really important to have those non-negotiables, those understanding mm -hmm. of your yeses and your no's like down. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. So give it some, some examples of making changes, saying yes, and what's worked um, in particular, and then what hasn't? Like, give me some uh, practical examples of what it looks like to say yes to certain things, no to other things, um, dependent on your season. Sure. So I have been wanting, uh, this is just, you know, real time, real life. Um, I have been wanting for the longest time to try the whole 30, which some people may be like, that's crazy. Why? <laughs> <laughs> but I have, like, it's, it's like a mind thing for me to go like, cause I don't think I can do it. I don't think I can give up dairy or bread or sugar. I love all of those things. Mm -hmm. I love them. And so my brain, though, wanted to know, like, can, can you have enough self-discipline to do this? Um, and so really going, like, where does that fit? And I know that might sound silly, but to look at the calendar and say, it doesn't make sense in November and December. Like, that's just setting myself up for failure. Mm -hmm. um, my birthday is October 1st, and my husband's is November 5th. 
and so we really decided to to do it right there as soon as my birthday was over so that I could eat all the things um and then it'll go right up to my husband's birthday which will be just great in November and so um you know, yes, I will miss Halloween candy. That is, that is a true statement. I'm like <laughs> already sad that I can't eat the Snickers as we like trick or treat around, mm-hmm. but I'm um, just going like, that's the place that it fit best when we kind of looked at our schedule. And so that was a, that's been a good yes. It's been a practical, realistic yes. Mm-hmm. Um, this summer I gave a yes to my kids for getting rid of chore charts over the summer and just making it be more organic and relaxed. It's not that they didn't still have to do the things, but it just wasn't as like, here's your chart and you check it off and we sit down and mommy goes over it and make sure you did the things. Like we just sort of let it be loosey goosey. And what I didn't think about was crazy was going to come and I wasn't going to have the energy to re-implement the chore charts and print them out and get them situated. And they were gonna be out of habit of doing the chore charts. And so now we, here we are literally October 22nd. And it's been weeks now that I have been stressed and frustrated, feeling like the only one doing all the stuff on top of you know school going back into session. And finally it, it hit me, I was like, I'm missing our system. Like we, we have lost it. They have lost it. So instead of like them just following their sense of order in the morning, I'm barking at them. You know, I'm barking mm-hmm. at them in the morning. I'm barking at them after we get home from school. And so chore charts are printed. Everything's back on their clipboards. <laughs> their yeah, yeah. pins are reattached and we're, you know, we're moving. But that was not a wise yes. Um, and, and now I know it, you know, now it's like, no, during the summer, um, it may not be like I'm on top of them, but like, they're going to keep their system so that mm-hmm. I keep my sense of, of sanity. Mm-hmm. Um, so lesson learned is kind of how yeah. I look at it. Yeah. yeah. Um, when you were mentioning the whole 30, it reminded me of, you've said this to me before, like to start mm-hmm. things, when it's easy. So like yeah. if I'm going to start a new routine, it's not um, like started ahead of the crazy season, not when right. I'm, it's going to be a reaction to like the chaos that I'm experiencing. So I'm, I, we're going through that with morning routines right now. And I probably should have started better morning routines like two weeks before school started, because mm-hmm. now we're like, we were winging it, like you said, for the first couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And we're like, this isn't working. Like, <laughs> We need to like practice and and they have to practice. It's not going to happen overnight. So putting those habits in place before it gets crazy, before they're needed almost, um, when it's easy is so helpful into like establishing those routines and those rhythms and those habits. Right. Right. Yeah. And my goal really is with doing Whole30 right before the holidays, I'm hoping Mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys can't, you can't see me, but I'm over here like, ah. you know, I'm hoping that I will have learned that my body responds better to no sugar and those kinds of things. So that as we enter into the holiday season, I'm not, you know, binging on mm-hmm. all the stuff. Yeah. Although we went to Costco yesterday and I was like, this is not a place to go because <laughs> they have like all the Christmas, like, good, like I'm looking at peppermint bark and like oh, all the stuff and I'm like, Oh, so, um, we'll see what the reality of that is. But again, yes, setting yourself up well, going like, okay, where, 
where is it that I want to be a couple of months from now mm-hmm. and hoping I've set myself up to succeed in that place. But also yeah. knowing you're human, you know, like we're human. I'm mm-hmm. going gonna, I'm gonna to fall down and can I pick myself back up? So yeah. as we, we get through um, is what, whatever kind of you go, oh, my goal, my vision for the holidays is this, mm-hmm. um, you know, insert your word, whether it's peace or joy or whatever it might be. And let's say you don't end up there. Let's say you mm-hmm. get to January 1st and it did not feel that way. Um, you know, and you and I have done this work to sit down and evaluate, like, where did we, where did we give <laughs> too many yeses? You know, where did we get off and document that kind of stuff so that you can look back. And, and when I say document, you know, I do this after every kind of trip we take. Um, I really go like, okay, what went well, what were we missing in terms of like practical items? Um, and then I just use the notes thing in my phone and I just kind of make a mm-hmm. X trip. We went to South Dakota for Labor Day weekend. So camping, um, and make those notes so that next time we go camping, it's really easy for me to just pull it up and be like, oh yeah, totally. We needed this. We needed this. And oh, I should have done this different. Um, so just make sure you document what what you feel like didn't go well or what you mm-hmm. would have done different so that the next time around it feels, you know, it can feel different for you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I started doing that. Although I, I probably put the notes in so many different places. I probably do. I need to put them in one place because I've mm-hmm. definitely gone on vacations and you know, it's not even sometimes about what I've forgotten. It's about like an unrealistic expectation that mm-hmm. I set for the trip. And so just to kind of take notes and say, this is, this is how it goes. You know, this like, Keep this in mind for the next time you set out on a vacation. Yeah, that's a perfect example. Right. right. Um, and I and and me and the kids, my husband, we're starting to talk at our family business meetings about like what went well this week and what didn't go well. Mm-hmm. And it's really great to reflect on that so that when we go into that next week or even when we go into that next season, we're we're talking about and making note of the things that we could do differently. And so that we're not continuing to do the same thing over and over again and expecting this different result. Right. Yeah. And I, you know, we've started asking one question and it's, it's been a good one. It's a little uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable for me. Mm -hmm. Um, But the question is, what is one thing I can do for you Mm -hmm. um, this coming week? So Mm -hmm. like on a Sunday night, um, you know, what's one thing and And, you know, mine was, this week, mine was really simple. It was, I needed prayer for something specific. And it's, Mm -hmm. and we do family prayer time as well, but this was like one, something Mm -hmm. very specific. For my husband, it was something really practical. Like, can you please take the dry cleaning to the dry cleaning? Like it was (laughs) that, so, but it's good to just pause and like allow everybody to reflect. Okay, what's one thing um, that I'm going to need going into this week? So it's been a good, Mm -hmm. a good little I like that. That's a great question to ask. Yeah. Um, so would you talk to us about what it looks like to anticipate the cra- a crazy season ahead, such as holidays mm-hmm. and life transitions? I mean, we're, we're getting close to the holidays now by the time this will air. Um, we'll be, it'll be right around the corner. And what are some of the things that you can help us to sort of, um, when it comes to trying new habits, new rhythms, and even just setting us up for success? Mm-hmm. Um, Yes. So I will like, since we're right, we're right towards Christmas time. I'll just kind of use that as my, my big example. 
Um, I would say no, like those expectations, you just mentioned the expectation thing. So like, what are your expectations? Like just get them down um, mm -hmm. on paper, like all of them. Like I, I always say, throw it all up, like throw up <laughs> the expectations um, and then be able to go back through them and evaluate like what's realistic, what's not realistic. Uh, so for me, I have, I have certain expectations around Christmas cards, around Christmas present buying, around wrapping, around decorating. And I have this heart that's like, I want it all done before Thanksgiving or the week, the week I, I give myself to the weekend after Thanksgiving. And then mm -hmm. basically I say, I'm done. Um, I'm done shopping. I'm done decorating. I'm done Christmas cards. Like I'm just done because I want to go into December for me, Advent season, like mm -hmm. waiting. I really want to be present. I don't want to be bogged down with all the stuff. Um, so, so that's kind of what I outlined. Here are my expectations. And then I attach dates to it. So here are the dates that it will get done, um, even if that means a late night, or it means, again, coming back and going, well, got to let it go. Didn't get, didn't meet the deadline, so I'm letting it go. Um, I really do, we decorate the weekend after Thanksgiving, and whatever I can do in that weekend is what gets done, and then I'm out, mm -hmm. um, even if it means I didn't get something done I wanted to get done. Um, know your shopping, like, who are you as a shopper? I am an online, get it done, I buy all year long kind of shopper. And then I have a husband who's like, he enjoys the Christmas Eve, go into the nutty, like kind of thing <laughs> and go for it. Like that's you, that's me and that's him. Like he gets to do his own thing, but I'm not going to participate in that, <laughs> that yeah. kind of shopping, like go for it. Um, so kind of know your personality there. Some people love to procrastinate. They really do like really, mm -hmm. <laughs> and that mm -hmm. just feels, um, uncomfortable for me. So, um, you know, kind of know that about your personality. Um, and then I also evaluate like, here are my expectations but here are my family's expectations. And so I think this really gets into the heart of what you do. So for my family, the expectation is like their love of the holidays is movie night, right? Like watching all the Christmas movies, mm. making sure we do the hot chocolate and drive around and look at the lights. And um, so knowing like, okay, what of my stuff do I need to just, I just need to own that stuff because that's, that's mine as me, Carrie mm -hmm. Bailey, like that's mm -hmm. my personal expectations. Um, but to not let my personal expectations affect my family's expectations for the holidays. Mm -hmm. So yeah. if I'm frazzled because I didn't get something done. It doesn't get to ruin everybody else's, you know, joy of hot chocolate, walking around Christmas lights, you know, night mm -hmm. or, baking the cookies and decorating the tree um, just because I'm behind. And so really kind of knowing those things I do, like I am a firm believer, obviously in accountability. <laughs> so having someone that you go, okay, here's, you know, whether you have a mom that you just go to coffee with and you go, here's my hopes for up to the Christmas and share, let her share her hopes and then al allow each other to evaluate. Well, you know, to be able to say like, you are so crazy. That is not realistic. Like what yeah. are you seeing? Um, but then to be able to, 
you know, use each other as accountability. How are you doing? You said you wanted your Christmas cards out or at least addressed Mm -hmm. by this date. How's it going? Can I help you in some way? Um, So I just find that kind of accountability really encouraging uh, during those kinds of things. So I would say that's kind of my, my take on it. I do like, I mean, like the, you're giving the example about Christmas, but as you're talking, I'm even thinking of, of, you know, life transitions and, you know, when you're having a baby, when you're getting a new mm-hmm. job, like, let's talk about what it means for dad to have this new job or mom to take this new position. Like, what is our life going to look like? What do you expect from me? And getting the kids in on the conversation so that everybody knows that things are changing, that this is, a, uh, this is not the normal um, way things are going to, things have been, things are starting mm-hmm. to change and to just have conversations around that. And I love that you said letting everybody have their own individual, like way that they walk them out, like with you and your mm-hmm. husband in the shopping. So, um, understanding that that's him understanding who you are and then saying, okay, how do we do us in a really healthy way instead of putting our expectations on one another? Right. Yeah. I would say when I started, um, when I started teaching, cause that was, you know, I had been at home for six years working mm-hmm. from home, which just allows you a lot different freedoms to mm-hmm. empty dishwashers and to move laundry and, you know, all of those kinds of things. And so our rhythm really had to shift with that. And I'm up and out the door by 645 in the morning mm-hmm. and they're not like, they don't need to be out the door till 730 in the morning. Yet, if my daughter wants me to do her hair, like she has to understand, you know, this is, this is now an early, early morning thing, Mm -hmm. or you can stick a headband in and be good to go. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yes, I do think it's important to realize, and sometimes that takes some evaluating, like, oh, wow, I was not expecting all of this to change when we make a transition, Um, Mm -hmm. but it is. And so we got to sit down and we got to talk about it and everybody's got to know, like, Yes, we're excited for this transition. It can be moving. I we left that one out. No, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, like big, big um, yeah, big, big change. Um, so just you know, making sure I think those whether it's a family meeting, whatever you want to call it, but those check-ins, mm-hmm. um, dinner time, meal conversation, uh, that's a big place for us to ask questions. Um, last night, our our dinner time question that came up was what makes you stressed or anxious um and it was such a good like revealer of everybody's personalities and really introvert extrovert kind of came out in the middle of that um but for each other to know and um we, we even butted up against one last night after dinner and i was like this is a great example of what makes mommy stressed um, so yeah those kind of just making sure you're taking the time to ask those, those questions is good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, um, what are some of the suggestions you would make for our listeners to stay on track as they create culture in their family? I know you Mm -hmm. mentioned non-negotiables before, and I wonder if that's Mm -hmm. part of, part of an answer too. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so, you know, I know you talk about this, but like, so what are your family's values? Uh, what do you value? Um, we are, faith, family, friendship. Um, and then, um, we can, for me, (laughs) for me, um, balance and creativity. Um, my husband goes faith, family, 
uh, finances, friendships. Mm -hmm. So he kind of throws finances in there. Mm -hmm. Uh, So knowing your values based off of those values, what are your non-negotiables? So faith is going to stay number one for us, even as we head into a a crazy season or a transition. So we're not going to let go of going to church or go into the, you know, go into our small group activities, even if other things are coming up. Um, so making sure like those, those non-negotiables are staying in the forefront. Um, you know, accountability is big, making sure you're asking inside of your family. Like, are you asking for help where you need help? Are you trying to do it all on your own? Are you using, like God has given us each other um, for a purpose and so are we using each other in the midst of a, a transition or in the midst of a crazy season, a holiday season? And I can be one that's just like, I go internal and I try and do it all myself and I try to control everything instead of remembering like I have these people here to work with me, um, mm-hmm. not against me. So are we, are we doing that? Are we using our family the way God's designed our family? Um, and then also I would, the word that God's been giving me lately is just relax, (laughs) relax a little bit, breathe a little Mm -hmm. bit. Um, the holidays aren't meant to, you know, in transitions, even like moving when we moved, um, it's hard, it's so hard for me to believe, but January will be year three for us being in Colorado. Uh, and there were so many times that I just needed to breathe and realize like our family had just been through something really big. And I feel like we're just now kind of coming to a place where we're comfortable and settled and at home and knowing like that's taken two full years to get there. And so what graces do I need to be extending to us in the midst of that, to myself in the midst of that? Um, mm-hmm. Again, we, you know, I just had a friend, she's, she's younger than me, and she just lost her husband mm-hmm. um, to a, a heart attack, you know, that nobody was expecting. She has three little kids. Um, and so what graces have to be extended to the shift, the massive shift that's happening inside of her family mm-hmm. at this time? Um, but at the same time, what does she also need to keep in order so that they're not going you know, they're not losing their sense of um, circle even more than they've already lost um, inside Mm -hmm. of a a dad who was a powerful influence in their family. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's really good. All right. So I think you've answered the question of how to simplify our crazy yeah. students already <laughs> with grace and re- like recognition is huge. I mean, there are times when I, I struggle with going from one season to the next and not pausing to recognize mm-hmm. what I've just come through and just thinking mm-hmm. that I can just keep going. Mm-hmm. Like, and for us, that looks like celebrating, acknowledging, you know, it looks like even taking a day off. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, if you've launched something big, take a few days off in between when you hit the road back running. And I think that, mm-hmm. um, you know, different situations are going to require different recognition and recognition different acknowledgement, but I think that's so important. And um, yeah, I just don't think we do it enough. I think we're constantly moving on to the next thing instead of pausing to recognize where we've been, where we are now, and and even anticipate where we're going and how we're going to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to not, you know, when we, when we think about pausing and evaluating, um, there are definitely things where we need to, you know, when you launched, um, 
something big or when anybody launches, yes, mm -hmm. celebrate. And I can tend to not do that too. Like I just stay in critical mode. What mm -hmm. needs to do next? Like what are the to do's? But when it comes to like trips or holidays, um, use your car. Like if you're on a road trip and you're on your way back, use that car time. Just make some notes real quick. If you're on an airplane, mm -hmm. uh, use the airplane time. Again, just make some notes real quick. Yeah. Um, so don't, don't over-evaluate like, oh, I got to carve out an hour to sit down with a spreadsheet, <laughs> like make it all happen. And uh, just. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. No, it's so true. And it's like, um, you know, just quick questions that we're asking one another, like, how'd you think that went? You know, mm -hmm. what do you think we can do better? That was great. And rec recognizing the accomplishments is huge. You know what I mean? Even for our children. You yes, know. true. All right. So one last thing as we wrap up, will you share with our listeners what you're up to these days and how they can work with you if they want to? Sure. Um, so I do, I, I coach one-on-one -on -one, like what Kimberly uh, gets to do with me. And so that is, um, that is always a joy. Um, but I also know as we do enter time crunch season, um, I do have a couple of online classes that are available. Um, craving time is I really did take the process of walking through somebody creating order inside of their schedule and put it all into an online course. You get to watch it at your own pace and do the worksheets. And then I also have craving rest. Um, so if somebody is just feeling, uh, it might be something for January, but you might mm -hmm. buy it now so you have it ready for January. Um, but it is something that walks you through the process of creating Sabbath in your life. And so what does it look like? Um, to make that a realistic thing. And then while this isn't for uh, people who are far away, but I just recently launched, it's called With Joy Studios. And it is my merge of coaching and my love of creativity coming together. And so that's something I'm doing inside of my home um, once a month. And that has been just, um, that's been a joy to just bring women into my home for just some creative space and conversation and uh, they get to walk out with something cute and I get the joy of walking them through that process so and that is something I do um, I bring on the road for retreats and that mm -hmm. kind of stuff so if anybody ever needs a women's retreat that's something fun that I can yes. do so yeah all right well thank you so much for being with us today you're so welcome you can find Carrie at CarrieBailey.com and on Instagram as Carrie C. Bailey You'll find the link to all of that in the show notes. Did you know each month we send out an email with tips, tools, and encouragement to help you build a thriving family culture? We know your inbox can get cluttered, so we promise to keep it simple and purposeful. If you'd like to get these emails, there's a link in the show notes to sign up for it. Becoming the family you were meant to be takes time and intention. Remember, family culture is not about perfect. It's about purpose. To learn more about the Family Culture Project, go to thefamilycultureproject.com.